Welcome. You are listening to The Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm your host, Meryl Arnett, and my passion is making meditation accessible and enjoyable. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a guided meditation. If you would like to access these meditation practices as standalone audio files for your daily practice, please subscribe to my newsletter at merylarnett.com. It's free and you'll receive a new mini meditation each week, along with behind the scenes content and bonus material for each podcast episode. All right, let's grab a cup of tea, a comfy seat, and settle in for today's practice. All right, officially happy Monday and welcome to the third class in our ethical teachings of meditation. And, you know, what we were just talking about offline was how difficult it can be to learn these and start to reflect on the ways that we're moving through the world and not feel badly or beat ourselves up. And so we'll just start this class and I'll try to remember to start the next two with the reminder that we're not here to judge ourselves. We're not here to shame ourselves. And we're absolutely not going to get this at 110% perfectly right. We're just not. If we did, we'd be writing the yoga sutras, right? We would be quote unquote enlightened and we're not. Instead, we're a bunch of normal folks sitting on a Zoom call together and or listening to a podcast, trying to figure it out as we go. So we have talked about nonviolence. We have talked about truthfulness. And tonight we are going to talk about non-stealing. And just like all the others, we read the word and we go, check, got this, right? Because maybe we don't, steal physical things, right? And of course, the teaching goes so much further than just talking about the physical act of taking something that does not belong to you, right? It really expands so far out towards even the the belief that I have the right to take what I want and to own anything that I want. And the truth of the teaching of non-stealing is really about how do I live my life with the utmost integrity and with a sense of reciprocity. And so what we're going to do tonight is we're going to talk a little bit about some of the ways that we steal um, on on the more subtle levels, because I'm going to assume you get the like gross level, right? So we'll talk about some of the ways we steal on the subtle levels, what we might do as an antidote to those. And then I'm going to just bring in some teachings actually from Robin Wall Kimmerer, who wrote Braiding Sweetgrass, one of my favorite books of all time. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. And she actually writes a ton on this very topic because this ethical teaching expands time, location, culture. It's for all of us. So when we think about stealing, we can think about the ways that we steal from others, the ways that we steal from the earth, the ways that we steal from the future, and the ways that we steal from ourselves. 
And so we'll start with others and, and we're not going to talk about the physical things, right? We're not going to talk about like, I'm going to take that book because I want it. Mm -hmm. Nope. But we are going to talk about the ways that we might try to steal the moment from somebody by one upping them, right? Oh, you, you went to Hawaii. I went to Iceland, right? Oh, you like to hike? Well, I rock climb with one hand, right? And we like get in there with our story to be like, yeah, me too. And, and I want to preface that I really don't believe that is a malicious thing for the vast majority of us. It's a way to connect. You're like, oh, cool. You hike, I rock climb. Amazing. Let me tell you my story. But what I want to invite into this idea about stealing from others by one-upping is, am I really giving this other person my actual attention? Am I giving others the gift of my ability to listen? If we're not one-upping, we also could be discounting. Like, that's not really true. Or I don't really believe that. Right? Or somebody says, man, I'm so upset about X, Y, Z. And you're like, oh, well, it'll be fine, right? Oh, I'll give you the perfect example. This just happened. It's just popped in my head. My daughter <laughs> loves this dress. Y'all, we got a hand-me-down dress from a friend. It is three sizes too big. And my daughter loves this dress on a level I promise you that we as adults cannot understand. She wears <laughs> she wears it three out of four school days every week. Every week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, my daughter goes to school, same exact dress, three sizes too big, dragging it on the ground, looks like complete nut. And I won't let her wear it on Thursdays because Thursdays she has like a little PE class. It's too long. I don't want her to trip. She can't wear it on Thursdays. Every Thursday morning she cries because she can't wear this dress. And this past Thursday was like the worst. It was like 30 minutes of like bawling and she won't put the clothes on. And, and so we sit on the couch and I'm like, honey, we are going to school. You are not wearing that dress. So like you can pick the dress or I will put a dress on your body, but we are going to leave for school and you are not wearing the dress that's too big. And she says to me, mom, I love that dress so much. And I am so sad that I can't wear it. I wish I had never seen it before. Right? That's what she said to me, my four-year-old. That's what my four-year-old said. And you know, the word in my head was like, don't be silly. It is a dress. You have 20 dresses in your closet, like ridiculous, right? And I'm looking at this little four-year-old with these tears pouring down her face. Y'all, I was not going to take that from her. She really loves this dress on a level I will never comprehend. And, and we could do that a thousand times a day in conversations that were like, that is so silly. Why are you upset about that? Our job is to go, God, I'm so sorry. You're so upset. I hate that for you, right? Th this is how we don't steal the moment from somebody else. We don't discount it. We don't one-up it. We just listen. And we say, I hear you. When we think about 
stealing from the earth. Well, we're living that right now, right? We are living the reality of walking around this planet for hundreds of years as if we are the owners of the planet. As if we can take anything we want to take and do anything we want to do and we won't worry about the consequences because it's mine. Right? And the teaching around not stealing from the planet is the remembrance that we're here for the briefest amount of time. And the invitation is for us to treat everything as if it was on loan. I, I know you guys have heard me talk about this many times. There's a trail by my house. I walk it multiple times a week to a spot that I have like deemed my meditation spot. There's a rock. I go sit on it all the time. And right before I get to the spot that I always meditate at, there is a stone like in the trail, just like embedded in the ground. And it's heart-shaped. If you follow me on Instagram, you see the picture of it. I have like 15 pictures of it. Because every time I walk by it, I lean down, I put my hand on it. I like say hello. And then I'm at my meditation site. I love that rock. And I'm not kidding. A couple of weeks ago, I walked down the trail and the rock is gone. And you can see that somebody dug it up. And I'm so sad. And I'm a little flabbergasted. Like, you just were walking down a trail and you were like, I love this rock and it's in nature, but I'm just going to take it to my house. And, you know, I mean, I get it. Like, if it was a loose pebble, I don't know that I'd be that incensed about you picking it up even though the principle's the same, right? But is the act of like digging it out of the ground to take it that really sort of struck me as, man, this is a form of really intense stealing, right? If you were in your friend's backyard and they had a rock that was shaped like a heart in their ground, you wouldn't dig it out of their yard and take it home. You just wouldn't do that. And this invitation around non-stealing from the earth is, we treat it like it's our friend's home. It's not ours. I don't own it. Right? It's a big one right now. Not stealing from the future. This is the reminder to pay attention to the excess with which we live, right? The, in particular, the way that, you know, everything we want is available to us the moment we want it, right? We have, we click a button on Amazon and it's here between midnight and 3 a.m. the same day most of the time. Like, it's unbelievable. And when we have things in this way, I can just have it the second I want it without any hesitation, without any work. We lose any awareness of what a gift that is. We lose any ability to experience gratitude for it. And this is where I really want to bring in some of the teachings from Robin Wall Kimmerer in Braiding Sweetgrass. She teaches, I think, so beautifully about this cycle of reciprocity. 
And the exact set steps of the cycle that she references are, you know, we learn to pay attention, which all of us are doing through the practice of meditation. And as we pay attention, we really are able to see the gifts in our lives. And when we're able to see them and acknowledge them as gift, that innate feeling of gratitude rises up. And from gratitude springs reciprocity, right? Reciprocity is the practice of exchanging things with others for mutual benefit. And this is that antidote when we talk about stealing from the future. It's reciprocity. It's giving back. It's making choices that not only feel good for us, but also benefit seven generations into the future. That's the teaching. I think about, <laughs> I think about that right now. Uh, one of the things I've been trying really hard to do is to stop buying individually packaged snack items. You know, like the like chips that are already in the like little bag, you just throw it in your lunchbox or the goldfish or whatever it is. Cause you know, kids, you buy like a thousand snacks a week and the individually packaged ones are so easy, man. It's awesome. Like it cuts your lunch packing time in half. Cause you're like, I'm gonna just throw the bags in the lunch bag and send them out the door. But I started realizing like, God, think of all of these bags we're throwing away. And if we're throwing this many bags away, and so is every other family, good Lord, that's a lot of little mini bags that are not recyclable being thrown out. And so I have been making this conscious effort to not buy snacks that are individually packaged. I buy the bigger bags, I put them in reusable bags for the kids and myself. And it's, it's a hard shift. I have to wash reusable bags every day, right? I don't want to. In the same way, it's like, well, I got to wash the water bottle instead of use the plastic one. Sometimes that act, of that act of reciprocity, it's work. It's saying, hey, you got a gift. You, you got clean drinking water. Say thanks and wash the bottle, Right? And it helps to remember it. Like, let's just name it. This is how we're saying thanks rather than stealing. The last one is stealing from ourselves. Stealing from ourselves um, can show up in the form of obsessing about the past and the future and stealing the present moment from ourselves. Stealing from ourselves can also be criticizing doubting, judging, shaming ourselves so that we can't be who we are. We're like trying to cram ourselves into whatever little box we believe we're supposed to fit in. Right? This is how we steal from ourselves rather than just being authentically who we are. I wanted to read a little quote. This is just a snippet of Braiding Sweetgrass. And she writes, never take the first, never take the last, take only what you need. 
Take only that which is given. Never take more than half. Leave some for others. Harvest in a way that minimizes harm. Use it respectfully. Never waste what you have taken. Share. Give thanks for what you've been given. Give a gift in reciprocity for what you have taken. Sustain the ones who sustain you and the earth will last forever. The invitation within non-stealing is really an invitation to shift our focus from others to ourselves. And I think that is perhaps the most unusual teaching you will hear. Because think about what you learn as a child, right? My guess is it's something like put others first, implicitly, but you be the best. Or um, let's see, don't be selfish, but implicitly you can and should have whatever you want whenever you want it right? The list goes on and on and on. Focus on everybody else. If you can't say anything kind, don't say anything at all. But that implicit is keep striving, take it all. It's yours. How confusing. The tenant of non-stealing says, stop doing that. Don't listen to that rhetoric anymore. Don't put your attention out there on others. Pay attention to yourself. What are you taking? What are you giving back? What are you acting like you own rather than it is on loan? And so we're going to do our meditation practice. And then we're going to spend the week reflecting on this tenet of non-stealing. And like every single person, right? There are a handful of us on this Zoom call right now. And there are roughly at any given time, three to 4,000 people listening to the recording, right? That's a lot of people. And my guess is all of us have got a little bit of a shame spiral happening inside around the ways that we steal unintentionally from others, from the earth, from the future and from ourselves. And my invitation and perpetual reminder will be, let's do our best to soften that, right? We have been doing the best we can with what we have learned and what we have been given. And every little tiny shift I really believe makes a difference. Even if it's just to think about it, it starts to make a difference in the way that we move. So let's be kind to ourselves. And we're going to take a minute just to like, you can kind of wiggle out your arms. You might shake your head or roll your shoulders a little bit. Let you give yourself just that second to sort of let go, to set aside everything you've just heard to wiggle around in your chair if you've been seated this whole time. And I talked for a really long time. <laughs> Thank you for listening to that whole thing.
We're going to do a meditation now. It'll be just about 15 minutes so that we can end our class on time. As you settle yourself into your seat, you might choose to close your eyes. If that doesn't feel quite right, you could take a soft gaze down towards the ground. And together as a group here, we'll start our practice with a deep breath in. Exhale a sigh out of the mouth. Inhale. Exhale out a sigh. And allowing your breath just to flow. And silently saying to yourself, now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. And as you say those words, I wonder if you can sit down a little bit more. Allowing the muscles in your hips and your thighs to let go. And feeling the cushion or chair beneath you as it rises up to support you. We sit and we breathe. You might invite the muscles of the belly to let go. So that you can breathe fully and easily. Perhaps you find you can soften the muscles of the chest. Relaxing the shoulders. Letting go of the muscles in the jaw. The inside of the cheeks. And even the tongue. And breathing and softening the skin around the eyes. Across your forehead. And softening even the space behind the forehead.
and you feel yourself settling into that space somewhere between relaxed and awake. And in this place, you turn your attention towards your breath. For a moment, simply feeling your breath moving in and out of the body. Finding a flow and a rhythm that feels comfortable and steady. And within the flow of the breath, we'll send our awareness all the way down to the very base of the spine. Down at the base of the torso, we feel ourselves breathing in and out. And on the breath, we place this intention of non-stealing. Here at the base of the body is the element of earth. Perhaps you feel, sense, or imagine yourself planting the seeds of non-stealing. And as you breathe, you let your awareness move up just a few inches to the sacrum. That flat triangular bone, the base of the spine. Here at the sacrum is the element of water. You might feel, sense, or imagine non-stealing floating on a current of water.
moving your breath and your awareness up right behind the belly button. Breathing in and out at the navel center, the element is fire. Placing non-stealing here in the element of fire. Letting it crackle and spark or float on the smoke. rises once again, this time to the heart. Breathing in and out of the heart center, the element is air. And you might feel or imagine non-stealing riding on the air. the center of the throat. Breathing in and out of the center of the throat. And this element is ether. Ether is the space, the container for everything. Feeling this container as being made of non-stealing.
And gradually our awareness moves up into the midbrain. Deep in the very center of your brain, a place beyond elements, the point of creation, non-stealing. Gradually, your awareness moves up to the crown of the head. A spot of pure expansion and possibility. Planting the seed of non-stealing even here. From the crown, we breathe ourselves down into the midbrain, silently repeating non-stealing. We move down into the center of the throat, Breathing in and out the center of the throat, non-stealing. Down into the center of the heart, non-stealing.
and dropping down into the navel center. Non-stealing. And dropping down to the sacrum, non-stealing. And dropping to the very base of the pelvis, non-stealing. And taking a moment to feel your breath moving up and down the spine now. As you feel those seeds of non-stealing planted through the body, you might just invoke that sense of reciprocity. As you feel ready, you might wiggle your fingers and your toes, feeling your breath deepen. Together, we'll take one last deep inhale in, exhaling out a sigh. Taking all the time you need to let go of your practice, to blink your eyes open once again. Thank you, friends. Thanks for listening to The Mindful Minute. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving me a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps others to find the show. And let's face it, we could definitely use more meditators in this world. The Mindful Minute is recorded on Muskogee land and produced with the support of Madeline Day Production Management and Brianna Nielsen Virtual Assistance. To join my live classes, ask questions, or learn more about my teacher trainings, please visit MerrillArnett.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you guys next week.